Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like grape banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of The Voices in Our Buttholes I mean heads <laughs> There's not a voice in your butt, and if it is, get it out of there You should take a freaking... Take a, what is it, heartburn stump? Pepto. Take some Pepto. Get that voice out of your butthole. Welcome to the voices in our heads. Congratulations on not killing yourself, guys. Life's tough. And every day is a new challenge. Whether you wake up on the right side or the wrong side of the bed, it's just every day is going to give you challenges. And I'm realizing as we go along that they're not going to stop. They're just going to keep coming at you. Um, I wanted to start off with something stupid. <laughs> Because I wrote a parody to the song um, that I'm going to sing for you. I'm just going to sing two verses um, to bless you with my voice. But there is a song by Beyonce on her um, album, I Am Sasha Fierce. Oh, may God rest her soul. She didn't die. She's just my hero. Um, called If I Were a Boy. And I'm going to play like 30 seconds of it for you. Just so you get an idea of the song that I'm parodying. If I were a boy. Beyonce. Yeah. Even just for a day. What would you do? I'd roll out of bed in the morning. Progressive. And throw on what I wanted and go. Yeah, just throw whatever on. You're a guy. Who cares? Drink beer with the guys. And chase after girls. Okay, so the parody that I wrote is kind of a similar concept, but it's called If I Had a Dick. Cause I was just thinking about this today. I just, I'd stick it everywhere. So ready? If I, if I had a dick, even just for a day, that's the only time, amount of time I'd want a dick. I'd roll out of bed in the morning and then I'd stick my dick in the bed between the box string and the mattress. Duh. Drink beer with the guys, then stick my dick in the beer Ooh. to see if it feels good on my dick. When it's drowning in a cold glass of beer. Hey, that could be fun. <laughs> I almost said that's my parody. Because I was thinking today, I I like I, I want a penis for a day so bad. I really do. It's not gonna happen, but it would be so cool because I would rub it up against everything in my apartment. I would stick it in all kinds of jams and jellies, peanut butter, um, salads, maybe, just to see, you know? Cause and then and then I asked myself, I'm like, well, I don't rub my vagina on stuff. I mean, I do, but it's that stuff is a vibrator, but just like random objects. Um, but I do rub my boobs on stuff sometimes just to see. Is that weird? Yeah, it's probably weird. Um, so yeah, that's what I would do if I had, if I had a penis. And I, I hope you enjoyed that song. I hope you're moved. Um, I am jealous that men, one of the things about male privilege is like guys can just look like shit and still get laid. That really gets my goat. I'm, I'm going to be mad about that one for a while because a woman can't look like trash and slay dick. Um, and I want that for us. Um, I, I'm somebody who I can look good. Like I can look pretty, real pretty, but God damn, can I look busted? I have very curly hair. If you don't know this about me, very, very curly. And when it's done right, like when I do it, which takes about eight hours. And that's not an exaggeration. I know exaggerate everything, but the hair thing is probably eight hours starts finish. 
because of the drying. Cause you got dry. Cause I have to have my hair sopping wet. And then I got to just sit around cause you don't touch it. Everybody always asks about my curly hair routine. I use Brio Gio rice cream curl. There you go. Don't ask me again. That's what it is. You get at Sephora. I'm going to get it after this. Cause I use like a bottle a week. Um, and it looks really beautiful when it's done, but then I go to bed and I can't, I still haven't figured out how to go to bed and save my hair the next day. I've gone to bed with the hair just up, up, up over the pillow. That doesn't work. I've gone to, he- to bed with my hair in a silk wrap. That doesn't fucking work either. I look like a mother bird just made her fifth nest on my head when I wake up. And then sometimes my face is really swollen when I wake up. I don't know if that's like a thing that happens to everybody, but if it swells and I'm sleeping on my face, it's like half of my face is creased over and it looks, it's like a, a, the opposite of a facelift. I look like half of my face looks like a hush puppy dog. And then my hair looks like a bird's nest. And it's just, it's just not something I would want to wake up to. Um, and I look like a monster. Speaking of monsters. Guys, let's do some fuckboy theater. If you have any screenshots of your fucked up dating app conversations, DM them to me. I'm at Christina Hutch. Um, This was one. I don't think I've read this one yet. I think it took place based off of the information in the text. Uh, over quarantine because social distancing was involved. Um, This is a conversation between a man named Nathan and a gal. I don't know her name, but she's probably great. Uh, Okay, ready? Get ready. Wait, let me take a second. Okay. Hi. Hey, are you single? Ha, 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 ha. What? Why? Ha, I was just wondering. LOL. Was just going to ask if you want to hang out. Well, I'm not looking. Sorry. Yeah, true. Same. Just kind of wanted to fuck you. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no thanks. Aw. E. Okay. This guy is having a seizure. That's so romantic. I don't know how anyone could resist crying love means emoji. Well, I'll be down if you want to have drinks sometime or go hiking or fishing. Yeah. Oh, that'll sell her. Ask her to go fishing or hiking alone in the woods. Well, I'll light you candles, hopefully not in the woods, and pour, he spelled it P-O-R-E, you drinks, run your bath, massage you. <laughs> LOL, damn, you're so God-looking, good-looking, oops. That's, uh, oh wait, I have a bottle and there's wine and a few beer. That's not social distancing. Haha, <laughs> yeah, we'll just be the two of us. No kids? Can you get babysitter? <laughs> That's not what BB's used for, baby. You don't live in my house. You are not immediate family. It's not social distancing. I don't want to. Yeah, okay. That's cool. And scene. Guys, thank you so much. I did get a BFA in acting from Marymount Manhattan College. Uh, I really appreciate you um, indulging me and just making my high education go higher. Um, Yeah, I recorded my album my debut comedy album. It's going to be called Good Girl, Barbara. And I'm very excited. I recorded it in the city of Philadelphia the same weekend that Taylor Swift was headlining in Philadelphia. Headlining, of course she's headlining. 
No, she was featuring. Um, she was featuring for a local act. She's so like, um, like giving like that. Um, so yeah, the city was filled with Taylor Swift people and, um, the ticket sales were really good for my weekend. Um, I gotta say, cause ever since we got behind the luminary paywall ticket sales just plummeted. And so they're getting back up and that's really cool. Um, I had a great, great, great album recording. I still haven't gotten the footage from the guy who filmed it. Um, because I want to do like clips for the gram and whatever. Um, and I'm very proud of, of the set. I'm my biggest critic and to my detriment, it's one of my worst qualities is how critical I am of myself. And, uh, I gotta be honest. I got off that stage after the first show Saturday night, we filmed both of them. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I crushed it. That's pretty sick. So I'm really hoping that this guy didn't fuck up the footage because boy, will I explode on your ass. Can you give it to me? Can you send it? Um, yeah. And then I thought, I thought these episodes are being recorded a lot earlier than they're being released. Um, so Father's Day is approaching this coming Sunday. And I thought, you know, I thought I was going to have a good Mother's Day because I was like, I'm good. I'm fine. I just recorded my album. And I, I didn't realize this, but that Saturday that I recorded the album was the day before Mother's Day. And I was like, ooh, goody. Uh, but all my mom content went over really well. Um, because it was like really timely or whatever. And then I felt so great. I woke up the next day, my boyfriend, we, my brother was there with his girlfriend. We had the best time. They were so proud of me. And I was like, yeah, I did it. I made everybody, I'm a good girl. And, uh, and then I made a mistake and I, and I looked on Instagram and I just saw all these posts about all these men and women talking about all the things that their mom taught them. And, my, you know, what they learned from their mothers and all of these amazing pieces of wisdom that their mother bestowed on them. And I got, I got mad. I got real mad. And with me, my temper, oh, I'm such a sweet little cupcake, but God damn, can I be a nasty ass bitch? Um, and I always feel it swelling up and I'm like, this isn't going to be good. And I try, I try all the techniques. You ground yourself, you take a deep breath, you, but, uh, none of that really worked. And so I like raged out for about a day. Um, and then Father's Day is coming up on Sunday, as I said, and I've been wanting to post, I have a video of the moment I found out that I was a sperm donor baby because I got a 23andMe kid, if you haven't heard the story, uh, because my mom was adopted and, and I was like, oh, this would be cool. And then she didn't want to do it. So I did it. And then, uh, and then I did it. And then I got all these messages from people telling me that, that they were my half sibling. And I was like, hmm, me, what? And so I just jokingly, I was like, oh, maybe my dad donated sperm or my, my dad's brother, or my uncle, like maybe that's, uh, you know? And uh, so I called my mom, but I filmed it because if anything potentially tragic is about to happen to a comedian and we have a heads up, we'll film it in case it's funny. And so I thought I was gonna, you know, it was gonna be a nothing thing. Like, Oh, what are we talking? I don't know. Maybe it's like a mix up of 23 and me. So I call my mom and I was like, Hey dad, I'm getting all these messages on 23 and me about a half siblings. And is dad, my dad. And she was like, Hmm. And I was like, is dad my biological father? And then she said, I don't think we should talk about this on the phone. And then the look on my face is pretty fucking hilarious. So I was debating. I'm like, Oh, I want to post that on father's day. Cause it's like, what a video. I mean, Yahtzee with capturing a life-changing moment on camera. That's my shit, you know? But I can't tell. And Michael, I'm going to ask you what you think. I my parents didn't want me to tell anybody. The second they told me that, I was like, <laughs> okay. 
First of all, bitch, it's my story. Bitch, respectfully, it's my story. And you did this to me and you held this information from me. I, and also of all the things that I'm angry at my parents for, that isn't really one of them. Like I, I'm angry that they told, they didn't tell me. That was very disrespectful. The, and the thing is like, you didn't, you couldn't have told me when I was taking the 23andMe DNA kit home to New York to go do it. You wanted me to wait to call you, huh? You really didn't want to tell me then? Because that would have been the perfect opportunity to tell me. Um, that's the, the two parts that bother me about it are that, because I get why they didn't say anything, but it's like, you gotta, you gotta be an adult here and have this conversation with me. The other thing is, and I didn't think about this till way later. I've been writing the wrong fucking health information on all my doctor's forms this whole time. I'm not pre-susceptible to diabetes and, and cancer. I'm pre, I'm susceptible to who God knows what. My sperm don't, my sperm don't, unfortunately, she's no longer here. He's no longer with us. He passed away. But so I can't hang out with him and ask him stuff. Um, so that that part does bug me. But I have so many other things that I'm way more mad at my parents about uh, that. That's just the, that's like in 25th place, you know, of all the things. And so my question and I guess I, I need to talk this out loud because I try to talk it out loud with my boyfriend. It was it it didn't it wasn't helpful Um Cause my boyfriend's answer was just like, well, if there's doubts, then just err on the side of caution and no. And I'm like, I never am cautious. What? <laughs> I can't tell if it's, I don't want to be disrespectful to my parents by posting this. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm outing them, even though to me, I don't think it's anything to be embarrassed of. That doesn't mean that it's not embarrassing for them for their own reasons. I just don't know if I should do it. Is it, does it have anything to do with the, that traumatic reality of, Oh no. Well, God, if my parents sued me, that would be wild. I don't think they would do that. I don't think I'm pretty sure they wouldn't, but if they did, I wouldn't be like, (gasps) I mean, I'd be like, (gasps) but not, (gasps) I think that's part of it is like, like that, that would be the only thing that would bother me. I mean, like, I think that in your case, the relationship that you have with your parents is not, I have a very good good relationship with both my parents. So like if I, I did something during the pandemic where like my dad was sort of shit talking Trump Mm -hmm. and was like, like making fun of him or whatever. And I took a video of it. Yeah. And then I was going to post it and he was like, don't, yeah, he was like, don't put that on Instagram. Yeah. Like, like I, if I do it, it stays in the house. Right. So like, I wasn't going to make my dad like disrespect my dad. Right. Cause I care if he. You know, but if yeah, you don't want him to, to feel parents, bad. I'm not talking to them. They're not on the video. My, I'm talking to my mom on speakerphone. Yeah. So my mom, you know, my mom's voice will be in the video. And the other thing was, you know, the caption had it's it's a funny it's a wild moments to have. Yeah. And I can't apologize in the caption because then it just takes away the point of the humor in my head, at least with posting it. Uh, I just wanted to be like, here's the, the uh, here's the moment I found out that I had, in fact, two dads. Happy Father's Day. Right. Um, and that's about it. But I and I don't want to be like, well, my parents were great parents and they did a good job. Right. That's that trauma response in me of like trying to still trying to protect their reputation. And it's like a knee jerk response. But yeah, I guess. And I, I would ha- like my uncle knows because <laughs> my uncle knows because he came to a live um Corinne and I did a show in Los Angeles where we did commentary over our special day, our debut comedy special. And, oh. um, and I forgot that my uncle was coming and I forgot that one of the bits was about the sperm donor thing. Mm-hmm. And I realized my commentary for that was, oops, my uncle's just finding out that my dad's not my biological dad. Sorry, <laughs> Jeff, but Hey, it happens. And yeah, afterwards he was like, Oh shit. So he already knows he yeah. follows me on Instagram. 
the thing with my parents is they don't want other people to know, like they don't want their friends to know, but I'm like, why? Who gives a shit? Like who gives a shit? And I don't know whether to respect that or not. Well, you've I just already don't openly know. spoken about it. You're spe- right. speaking about it right now. Right. So I just feel like, like I guess I feel like this video, if the video gets a lot of traction, I don't know. It just and then somebody that they know sees it and then they hear then what's gonna happen? Will you gonna sue me? Don't. Don't sue me. Um yeah. I think the cat's already out of the bag. Right. I don't think there's anything. If if you're worried about that, I don't think there's anything to be like hesitant about. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure. have been for years already. Yeah. And I'm it's, pretty sure they you know, know I've talked about it. First of all, you can't tell a comedian not talk about anything, but especially something insanely shocking that happened to them. You just can't, you can't say that to a comedian. Like it's going to make me want to only talk about that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, and but that video is like, that is a really crazy moment. Uh, but yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, fuck them. I don't know. We'll see. I think I'm going to post it. Because I, yeah. I'm well, trying to I think. Mean, I always, point, I, why wouldn't you? Right. And I always walk to like, what's the worst case scenario? Yeah. They get really mad. Okay. Been there. That's right. like every day. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think I'm going to post it. I think I'm going to post it. <laughs> I'm glad oh, you wait. have resolution. If I play, <laughs> thank God, guys. Teamwork. If I play, wait, I want to play it. Let's see. Is it still? That's so weird. And I mean, dad's my dad, right? I'm not a sperm baby. Even if I was, that's cool. We can figure it out. But I was just, I just want to make sure. Did you hear the apologizing? Mm-hmm. Right? What's that? That I, I wasn't a sperm baby. I'm dad's, right? Oh, I don't think this conversation we should have on the phone, to be honest with you. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I mean, hey, I can, I've done a lot. I've dealt with a lot of stuff. I can, I can, that's, that's not a no. Um, and then I turned the camera off. I've never heard like, that before. Oh, the, with the, my, this conversation? I've never heard that. I've heard you say that you did this. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. No, I've I, never. Your yeah. mom sounds dead to rights. Your mom is just like, like, I, what was that like to bust somebody like that? But to bust your mom in a way, this it, is a big secret. Yo, it didn't feel like busting because I really didn't think that that was the answer I was going to get. I really thought it was a joke because I was like, there's no fucking way. You just really thought you're related to this person. Um, so I didn't, it didn't feel like a gotcha bitch kind of thing. It was, I, the shock from hearing that news lasted for about a year. Almost two years. I like, I didn't have an opinion on it for a year. Cause I was like, I don't, I, I just, I don't. I don't get, I like, I logically know the information that I got, but I don't know how to process it. I, how do you process that? And it, and it, it's cool. Uh, like it wasn't an affair type of situation that would have made it more complicated. Right. But like, and, and I, the other thing is I felt like I was really wanted. Like they went through great lengths to bring me into the world. So that that's nice. That makes you feel special. Uh, I, I imagine, especially for a man in the eighties, Maybe there's some type of embarrassment there with like, but it's like, if you had cancer, that's not your fucking fault. You know, you do what you want to, you got to do to get a second kid. Um, so yeah, um, I'm going to post it. I think I got to, I got to do something about my temper. I, I'm t- I'll take suggestions. I, my temper, will it ever go away? I don't know. I keep asking myself that cause I'm getting older and it's getting worse. I thought tempers were supposed to like get less as you age. Cause you're like, Oh, 
I don't care about stuff as intensely as I did. Um, but my temper is getting a lot worse. And uh, it was showcased uh, over the past couple of days because my boyfriend's renovating his apartment and he made a purchase from Amazon that he had to return. But that purchase was a 116 pound toilet. Um, and they had to return the toilet. So we had to take the toilet into the box and put it in my Mustang, which was, that was a lot of Jenga to try to get that thing in the Mustang. Cause it wouldn't fit in the trunk. And we had to put it in the dry, the passenger seat. It's just, it was a lot, but I was like, okay, and it's not my toilet. So it's like, le- I'm less susceptible to get angry. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm helping somebody else with their thing, whatever. It's like, I love a clean home and I, it, I get freaked out when it's messy, but if I'm in somebody else's house, you do what you want. You know what I mean? Um, but then we returned, we took the, we finally got the toilet, this 116 pound toilet into the car. Well, he got it into the car because I was weak and convenient. And we drove over to UPS and we get the toilet out of the car. So heavy. And I was helping him. I was helping him kind of. And, um, and then we took it and then we get there and then they said, okay, that'll be $350 to ship this toilet back. And he was like, oh no, I have a prepaid label. And they're like, no, this isn't prepaid. So we had to call Amazon. And then Amazon was like, oh, you're at UPS. You have to go to USPS, the United States Postal Service, because it's going to be cheaper to ship it back. And we are reimbursing you, but we're not going to do it if you do UPS. And so he was like, okay, so we got to put this toilet back in the fucking car. We asked the guys, we're like, hey, any chance we could leave this toilet here till Monday? And they're like, absolutely not. And we're like, that makes sense. I don't even know why I asked. So we put the toilet back in the car. And today, and then we've had to take the toilet out of my car because I can't just be driving around with a 116 pound toilet in my passenger seat. And because uh, I got things to do, places to go, shit to buy, people to drive around. And so this morning, went back to his place, put the toilet back in the car. <laughs> we drive over to the USPS, get the toilet out of that fucking car. Did they have a dolly to help us? No, they didn't have a dolly. So we had to carry the toilet out of the car and up the stairs and into the post office. And I, I was like, in my head, and this is one of the things that I do that is not helpful with the temper thing. I go in my head, I go, if they don't take this fucking toilet off of our hands, I'm going to lose my shit. Okay? So I better take the toilet. So then we get there, we get to the, the woman sees the package and she, she goes, and I'm like, ah, 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 don't even make me think you're not going to take this toilet. Amazon lady said that you would. So... And my boyfriend, oh, God bless him. He's so calm. He he apparently used to have a really bad temper and I, I almost wish he still did so I didn't feel so fucking like a monster. But um, he's very chill. And uh, and so he was like, no, 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 babe, don't, 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 don't. Like he could tell when I'm getting really heated. And he's like, just don't, don't. And um, so we pushed the box over to the to the doorway so she could come out and examine it. And this guy comes out and he was like, nah, that's not, we can't, we can't take that. I'm like, what do you mean you can't fucking take that? Why can't you take it? There's no, and I, then I said, oh God. And it's, it's, if you have a temper, it is a sign, it's weakness. Like a temper is a sign of, it's not a sign of weakness, but is you are more in your power when you control your anger, apparently. And I do believe that's true. All the books told me it was. And um so he gives the, that's not, we're not going to take that. And he's like, we have a 70 pound weight limit for anything we could take. And that's 116 pounds. And I was like, and then I said to him out of anger, I'm like, is there any place in the world that will take this? And then he goes, this guy at the post office, is there any place in the world? I'm like, that's where it just did. And oh, then I acted like a real toddler. And, but I was like, no, Christina, you read, you've read so much about how to control your temper and you're really trying hard. So actually try in this moment where your temper is boiling up like the, like a fucking volcano, 
how about we try to implement these things we learned, you know, cause that's what you got to fix it. You got stuff wrong with you, fix it. So I said, okay, so I'm not going to talk anymore because my boyfriend didn't want me to. And um, it was probably best if I didn't. And I just gave him the most intense eye contact. And this guy who had like an attitude with me, honestly, rightfully so, because I had an attitude with him. So like, I don't fault him for that at all. I gave him a look that would have melted Hitler. I, I watched this man transform by the, the gaze that I was giving him. And then he started acting real nice. And I was like, oh my God, am I healed? <laughs> um, but he did look like, I, it looked like I wanted to kill him. I did not, but like, that's, I really, I was like, if I, if I'm not going to verbalize my rage, I'm going to shoot it out of my eyeballs like lasers. And it did, I hit him with the lasers and he, he I mean, he still couldn't take the package because 70 pounds, 113 pounds is more than 70 pounds. But that felt good to watch him like, you know, turn from my angry look. And then, so we got to put the toilet back in the car. So we put the toilet back in the car and then we drive over to UPS. We got to take the toilet back out the car again. And then the woman, she was like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, no, we can put, we can ship it here. And then my boyfriend was like, you just go home. You can just go home. I got it. And I was like, no, we need it. I'm like, no, stop. I'm like, yeah, that's, that is it. Um, I have such a terrible temper that I, and I really, if I don't fix it soon, um, oh man, I'm going to lose an opportunity for something. I don't throw things. I don't like hit anybody. I've wanted to, but I don't. Um, and like, like when I'm having a bad day and when I, when I say I'm having a bad day, I usually mean like when my temper is just like at the surface of my soul, um, like, you know, when like sometimes when I'm driving, I'll notice I'm approaching a stop sign and a pedestrian will go to cross on the crosswalk because they, they have the right of way. And then they'll wait for me to stop just to make either to make sure that I'm going to stop or like, but it's kind of like a, Hey, can I go? And I'm always like, yeah, you have the right of way. Go bitch. And they're like, oh, sorry. But like when I'm in a temper mood and I'm the pedestrian, Oh, I'll just walk. I'll walk. But there's not a stop sign. And I'll just be like, you can't fucking hit me. It's illegal. Like that's how. I'm just so angry. And my th the thing is, I don't know where to put the anger because it's there. It's energy and not energy cannot be destroyed. So what do I do with it? I can't just shoot lasers out of my eye every time I'm pissed. I don't want to do that. I still haven't figured it out. Um, there is an article online. And when I say online, I mean mailclinic.org. That's, that's where it's from. Real highbrow shit. Okay, it's not loading. Cute. Do you got Wi-Fi in here? So are you not? Uh, are you not on it? I guess not. Oh wait. Oh yeah. I already, I already was pre-signed on, right? So let me let me try. The Wi-Fi was off. Uh, what's the network called? Uh, it should be Big Dick Mike's Podcast Studio. Yeah, it's, that's what it is. <laughs> it's Green Desk. Green Desk. Oh, <laughs> We're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> Give away the podcast studio information. Uh, I'm share it with you. Hang on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Fucking technology. You could just share a password with a yeah, guy. There you go. That's fucking great. Okay. Adult management. 10 or anger management. Oops. <laughs> How to be an adult. Uh, anger management. 10 tips to tame your temper. Keeping your temper in check can be challenging. I know. Use simple anger management tips from taking time to using I statements to stay in control. Tip number one. Think before you speak. I mean, where is the room for me to think. I'm angry. My brain is offline. You know what I mean? In the heat of the moment, it's easy to say something that you'll regret later. Yeah, story of my fucking life. 
Take a few moments to collect your thoughts before saying anything. Where are these few moments? What am I like? I'm just going to fucking pause in front of a person and just sit there like a fucking idiot. This is my problem, guys. Also allow others, uh, others involved in the situation to do the same. And then tip number two, once you're calm, express your concerns. Well, what if you're not calm until next year? And then I forget why I was even concerned. That's usually what happens. As soon as you're thinking clearly, which is fucking light years away from me, express your frustration in an assertive but non-confrontational way. State your concerns and needs clearly and directly without hurting others or trying to control them. (sighs) But it feels so good to hurt others. Tip number three, get some exercise. Oh, okay. Physical activity can help reduce stress that can cause you to be very angry. I lift weights every day, bitch. If you feel your anger escalating, go for a brisk walk. That doesn't help. Or spend some time doing other enjoyable physical activities. Hell, well, no one wants to fuck me when my temper's flaring. That's a big problem for me, not them. Uh, tip number four, take a time out. Ugh. Timeouts aren't just for kids. Give yourself short breaks during the day to tend to, that tend to be stressful. Uh, oh, give yourself short breaks during times of the day that tend to be stressful. A few moments of quiet time might help you feel better and be prepared to handle what's going to come next. The thing is, when I take time to think, my temper gets worse because I think of all the reasons why I should be mad. And then if I try to calm myself down, I'm like, just a fucking idiot, Christina. This is the problem. Tip number five, identify possible solutions. Well, that'd be nice if I had a working brain during these times. Stick with I statements. Tip number six, criticizing or placing blame might only increase tension. Well, not for me, for the other person, maybe. Instead, use I statements to describe the problem. Be respectful and specific. For example, say, I'm upset that you left the table without offering to help with the dishes instead of you never do any housework. I guess that's a good tip. Seven, don't be a, don't hold a grudge. Well, holding grudges is fun. Forgiveness is a powerful tool. If you allow anger and other negative feelings to crowd out your positive feelings, you might find yourself swallowed up by your own bitterness and sense of injustice. Yeah, I do, often. Forgiving someone who angered you might help you learn from the situation and strengthen your relationship. See, but I already forgave my mom and dad, but then sometimes I take it back. Sometimes I'm like, you know what, today... I don't fucking forgive you. And then other times I'm like, you know what? They did their best. They did their best. And they weren't given everything that they needed to become, you know, the most nurturing parents they could be. Tip number eight, use humor to release tension. Well, that's my job. It's not worked yet. Tip number nine, practice relaxation skills. When your temper flares up, put relaxation skills to work. Practice deep breathing exercises. It's called smoking a cigarette. Imagine a relaxing scene or repeat a calming word or phrase such as take it easy. If take it easy, that would make me so much more angry. Take it easy. Oh, so life is easy. You fucking cunt. You all you might also want to listen to music, right? In a journal. Oh, you know what I should do? I should listen to angry music. I should listen to angry music. That's what I should fucking do. See, I, re- I got an even better tip from not from this article. And then I was like, you know what? Are there... Are there famous, what are the famous, who are the famous women with tempers? You know, um, this awful website, fame10.com. Um, I'm sure it's not, the, the author is just listed as Kate. No last name, just Kate with a C. So this is probably a bot wrote it. 
Um, anger can be a dangerous thing. We have a list of female celebrities who have found themselves in hot water because of their tempers. I mean, these are my heroes, these famous celebrities. Whether they're getting arrested for assault or verbally assaulting other people. Ooh, cute. We consider these gals a bit dangerous. <laughs> Number seven, Kelly Osborne. I mean, she just curses a lot. Kelly Osborne has a reputation for being verbally volatile. Good for you, girl. I get it. She has found herself in spats with several different celebrities and she's become notorious for the cruel things she says when she's upset. My girl, Kelly. Yes, girl. Who could forget when she said about Christina Aguilera, she called me a fat for so many fucking years. You know what? Fuck you. You're fat too. <laughs> I mean, that's not that bad. Uh, although she seems to have made amends with the singer. I don't think so. I doubt that. It is the only matter of time uh, until she verbally attacks another celebrity. I love how we treat women. Number six, Naomi Campbell. My fucking anger hero. Naomi. I love Naomi Campbell. She, what a hot bitch. And she's so mad. And I love that. I love when, I love when a woman just is mad. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to throw something at you. Um, other, a lot of people don't love that. But I love it. Naomi Campbell's anger problems are well documented. Between 1998 and 2008, she was accused of assaulting her employee on 10 separate occasions. That's, yeah, okay, you could, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you if you said that's a bit much. Um, but what I say is, there's a reason why she's mad. What'd you do? What'd you do to piss her off? Maybe you did something to piss Naomi Campbell off, okay? Uh, during one of these incidents, she accident she actually, not accidentally, she actually threw her mobile phone at her housekeeper. Yeah, see, when, you, when, you, when you're abusive to the help, that's not, that's not cute. Uh, but again, I still ask, not, maybe not what did the housekeeper do, because she's probably just keeping her house, but like something made her pissed at some point. She hasn't let it go, and that's okay. Sometimes we don't even know that we haven't let something go until we're in, we're throwing our phone at our assistant. She has since taken anger management classes. <laughs> oh man, that's a funny sketch. Naomi Campbell in an anger management class. That, you know what? If I took an anger management class, I would have a GoPro strapped to my head because I cannot imagine how angry that would fucking make me to be in an anger management class. Um, which she says has helped her change her angry ways. Oh man, let's hope this is true. I hope it's not. Just be mad, girl. Michelle Rodriguez. Hell yeah. I didn't know she had a temper, but fucking good for you, Michelle. These are, these are, this fame 10 is, it's saying a list of angry female celebrities, but I'm calling it a list of heroes for Christina Hutchinson. Michelle Rodriguez is known for having a hot temper. She was charged with assault for allegedly punching her roommate in the face and pulling her hair several times, several years uh, back. And she has also accumulated a collection of driving under the influence charges. I mean, that has nothing to do with the temper. During, oh, wait, this one does, though. During one DUI arrest back in 2004, she reportedly flipped out on the officer yelling, I don't fucking belong here. Why don't you just put a gun to my head and shoot me? Yeah, girl. Rage it out, baby. Rage it out, baby. Rodriguez has said that she has changed her angry ways, but only time will tell. I mean, just once the anger's in you, it's in you, you know? It's like sleeping with a guy at Penn State without a rubber. You're not, you're not getting that out of your system until you die. Lindsay Lohan, number four, has many issues and anger just happens to be one of them. Ooh, when she was dating Samantha Ronson, the troubled star's anger issues became really apparent. Lohan, 
would often start screaming matches with her lady love. I mean, that's what a boyfriend or a girlfriend is for. You fight with them. They would sometimes get physical. Mm, would they fuck after? Her violent behavior didn't stop there. Uh-oh. When she was staying at the Betty Ford Center. Oh, man. I bet that place has got a lot of tantrums in it. She reportedly hit an employee after the woman tried to get the actress to take a breathalyzer after she was caught breaking curfew. That's hilarious. I mean, when you got anger in you, when you got rage in you, I don't even want to say anger. I think rage is a more applicable word here. Rosie O'Donnell coming in at number three. Rosie, love Rosie O'Donnell. She has major issues with anger as well. Good for you, girl. I'm sorry, whatever happened to you, whether you know it or not, I don't know what it is, but whatever happened to you to make you that mad, it happened and I'm sorry, but I also salute you for just showing your temper off. Um, when she was on The View, this became apparent as she spent considerable amount of time sparring with Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I mean, who doesn't? According to O'Donnell, her anger issues were the result of lack of estrogen. Oh, maybe that's my problem. Once she started receiving estrogen treatments, the anger began to disappear. Oh, maybe I should get on estrogen. That's probably not going to do anything. Uh, Shannon Dougherty uh, is known for her having anger management issues. She was reportedly kicked off of Beverly Hills 90210 and charmed because of the discord she created on set. Yeah, girl. Get that temper out. Offset and offset, she seems to have bigger problems. Darty has been accused of behaving violently on a number of occasions. And to that I say, what did they do to piss you off? In 1996, Darty was ordered to attend anger management counseling. I just can't think of anything worse than a judge to sentence someone that has awful anger, rage issues to anger management. I just... Because if you're an angry person, you feel me on this probably already. Like, that's the last... Don't fuck... Call it something else. Trick me. Trick me into getting rid of my temper. Because if I... Oh, shit, oh we're gonna sit around and hold hands? You fucking idiot. You know, that's how that goes. Um... She was uh, ordered to attend anger management counseling after she smashed a beer bottle on a car window during an argument. I mean, or homegirl was just expressing herself. Um, oh, number one, oh, Courtney Love. Courtney Love isn't just violent. She's totally unpredictable, which is a scary combination. Scary to you. I think it's fucking great. She has thrown a number of epic tantrums, several of which have garnered her assault charges. However, she has never seemed capable of changing her violent ways. And to that, I say... I salute you, girl. In 2004, Love was charged with assault with a deadly weapon. Okay, that's not as cute. After she allegedly attacked her boyfriend slash manager, Kristen King. Kristen? Wait, you you have a boy named Kristen? Oh, well, that's fucked up. Anyway, this is what the article says. Her manager, a boyfriend manager, Kristen King, with a bottle and a metal flashlight. This is just one example of her volatile behavior. And again, to that I say, what did Kristen do? What did a boy named Kristen do? Maybe she's mad that she's dating a boy named Kristen. That pissed me off. I don't know. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm at a Naomi Campbell level of anger in my life. And I'm really trying to get to a Beyonce level. That's why Beyonce is my idol. One of the many reasons why Beyonce is my idol. The, oh, someone's calling me. Okay, well, we're just going to answer it. Regarding your service request. Yeah. At the beep, you will be connected. This call may be recorded. Uh, all right, well. The call duration is limited to 10 minutes. Please announce yourself at the beep. Christina Hutchinson. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hey, good afternoon. This is Joe Santana. From- Hi. Hey, um, so I actually wanted to swap your AC out. Are you home by any chance? Hell yeah. I'm not home. Uh, I'll be home in about like an hour and a half, 
my dog is in the apartment. He his bark. It sounds like he's nasty and mean, but he's a nine pound miniature wiener dog, so he's cool. Um, but I'm not <laughs> yeah, home. But uh, you can switch it out okay. if you want to. Uh, it's just the dogs there. You could put them in my bedroom and close the door. But um, or or wait until I get back. Gotcha, gotcha. I definitely. Um, I have a dog too. I don't mind dogs at all. Okay. Um, he's gonna bark and it's gonna sound like, oh, it's a pit bull, but it's not. He's just yeah. He's <laughs> and he's very friendly. He's just like actually, he hates when men stand in my apartment. It's weird. I don't. I don't get it. He's very short. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, actually, um, I want to take care of this today before the weekend because I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Tomorrow I have one guy on site. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, if you want to go in, by all means. Yeah, yeah. It's going to get hot this weekend. Okay, Okay, I'll take care of it right now. I'm standing in front of your door. Oh, thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. Mm -hmm. Can you just bleep out um, the name of the building? Yes. Okay, cool. Guys, I'm getting a new AC. Maybe that's why I've been mad, because I've been sweating. Anyway, I'm at Naomi Campbell level. trying Trying to get to that Beyonce level. Because Beyonce, it's people get angry. If you're a person, you get angry. So of course Beyonce gets angry. And and in her documentaries and a lot of videos that are like kind of docu-style that follow her around, the way that she expresses her anger, that's why she's my Jesus. Because she says what the fuck she got to say in a very, I can't even, I cannot, if I'm angry, I cannot come anywhere close to producing the same tone that Beyonce has when she has the rage of a thousand sons in her. Because she just says what she got to say. And then she's like, and that's the end of this discussion. And then the thing that she was mad about fixes because she fucking fixed it. It's just amazing. The, that woman, the grace of that woman is just something I aspire to. One day, one day. Uh, I'm seeing Beyonce in July and I cannot wait. Uh, I'm going with my friend Donna Guerreros. Shout out. Um, it's going to be one of the best days of my life because um, it's the third, fourth time I'm seeing Beyonce live. So it'll be one of the four best days of my life. I'm very excited. Um, and I just wanted to say that I don't have anything funny to say or interesting. Um, but that's it. Oh yeah. And I wrote here, this is supposed to be more for the anger portion. Um, just contemplating where my temper comes from. I know that you can learn behaviors as a child because your parents, and that's why we all, people always go back to childhood for possibly to search for the root of your issues, because that's the first adults that you were around and I didn't realize it. adults are supposed to like teach you how to behave through telling you and, but also through example. And my dad had a hot, hot, hot temper, like real bad, like scary. It got scary bad. Um, and so I think that's where I learned it. But I also think that being slowly emotionally chipped away at since I was a baby by both parents that also probably did it. Um, so that's just a fun little ditty. I wanted to add to the temper section of this episode. Oh, and then, okay. So I was trying to, I I live in a building that is an elevator building and I think it has, I think it has like 30 floors. I would say about 30 floors of apartments, big building. And there's four elevators and the elevators have been fucking up lately. It's a very, it's an older building. It's not very old. It's 20 years old, but it's in an area that is all new high rises. So it's cheaper. That's why I moved in there. And, uh, and I live on the 26th floor. Okay. And the elevators have been out to the point where there's only one elevator in use for this giant building. And it's, I, I, I timed it just to make sure that I wouldn't be exaggerating if I had to write a sternly worded email to the manager. Um, 
But at first I was like, okay, Christina, this is a good, cause I, I saw people, we were waiting in line in the, to get up to our apartments. You wait in line to get out. When you're waiting in line to get up, there's like a line of like 40 people trying to get up to their apartment. And a lot of people were pissed. And I don't know why I work like this. I really don't understand what mechanism causes me to do this. But if there's a situation that I am entering that my temper could go off, but then somebody else's temper is already going off, I calm the fuck down automatically to the point where I'm like, why are you guys mad? This is like a really good opportunity to practice patience. Um, I don't know why that is. I really don't. I wish I had an imaginary friend that could just get pissed for me before I got pissed because that really would work. Um, but I was initially going to use the fucked up elevators in my building as an opportunity to practice patience, you know, because I was like, everyone's so mad. Like, it's OK. Just add like 10 more minutes in your day. And then it, the wait time started to get longer. And then I ended up timing it, as I said earlier. And I got up to 26 minutes. 26 minutes was the longest I waited to get downstairs. That's a long ass time. And I enter and exit my building a lot because sometimes I'll be like, oh, I got to get paper towels at CVS. Whoops. And then I'll go get them. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot to get math wash. I'll just go down and get it because there's a CVS right there. And then I got to take Kevin out, you know, or I got to go out. I want to, I want to smoke or I want to, you know, go, uh, go, go out and hoe it up on the streets. I don't know. I, I enter and exit my apartment a lot. And I documented, I've been documenting how many times so I could write this strongly worded email. And I was about to, and I asked the front desk people because the front, the staff at my building is very, very sweet. Um, what the email was for the management, but then they told me that they were getting new elevators. So I was like all that preparation to write a sternly worded email that I was preparing. And then it don't even make a difference anyway. Uh, okay. So I always date older guys. This has always been the thing, the case. Um, I always date people who are like 87 years old and, uh, it's very rare that I can show them a new thing. Like, oh, you haven't heard this album or you didn't see this movie. It's, I mean, just if you could play a montage of every single relationship I've ever been in, there's so many moments in every single relationship where the guy's always like, I can show you this album, you know, like uh, just, and it's great. I love it. But then it kind of makes me like, after a while, you're like, I want to show you something new. I want to take your virginity for something. And Two days ago, I was able to do that because my boyfriend never saw Pocahontas, Disney's Pocahontas, um, the animated version. I understand there's a lot of there's a lot of troubling aspects to Disney's Pocahontas, but that's not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm here to talk about how sexually attracted I was to John Smith the second he entered the screen. John Smith, I forgot this. He's one of the hottest cartoon characters ever. And if AI boyfriends could look like that, I'd get me, I'd go fly to Vegas tomorrow to get married to him. Um, I'm in love with John Smith. And then, so I'm watching Pocahontas with him, my boyfriend, because my boyfriend did a musical that was produced by Alan Menken, who was the composer for some of the most epic Disney movies, Pocahontas being one of them. And the other one being Beauty and the Beast, my very favorite Disney movie. Pocahontas is like a close second. I had a Beauty and the Beast comforter. I had a Beauty and the Beast pink canopy. Okay. I had stuffed, a stuffed beast that I would hump. It was great. Um, but uh, yeah, John Smith can get it. And then I realized, because I hadn't watched the movie in a while, Cocoum, the other guy that Pocahontas' dad was forcing her to marry or saying that she should marry him, is so hot. And then I started sexually fantasizing about a three-way with John Smith and Cocoum and, and Pocahontas. So maybe four-way. And it just, there's so much, there's so many pornographic thoughts that go through my mind when I watch Pocahontas and they all came flooding back to me. I mean, it's just like that, just like it was yesterday, just like I was watching it for the first time. 
cup in my pants. Um, so I just wanted to say, if you haven't watched Pocahontas, watch it, but wear a diaper. Um, Oh, I had a recent Google search. I, I was, I thought it'd be cool to do a funny to do a segment, but it's, it's not really funny now that I'm thinking about it and saying it out loud of recent Google searches. Um, cause I searched the weirdest shit, but the weirdest thing I searched this week is did Elliot Smith leave a note before he stabbed himself? Do you know Elliot Smith stabbed himself, Michael? I did not. That sense. Talk about anger. You know, that's the next level. Stab yourself to stab yourself, not shoot, not take a pill, not hang, but you stab, stab. He's had a lot of, he's had a lot of mental health issues. Um, obviously if you stab yourself, um, oh wait, there was an alleged note. Cause I was like, oh, I, if I'm telling you, I Googled it. I also should tell you if there's a, a, a note. Uh, in Elliot Smith's story, a lot has been made about the alleged suicide note he left when he died. The note is, uh, and the note is even one of the main arguments that people present as evidence for suicide. Oh, okay. People probably accuse somebody of murdering him, like with Courtney. Um, then there's a content. I'm so sorry, love. Forgive me. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he did leave a note apparently. Um, but just, but that's not the point. I didn't know you could stab yourself. I mean, you can, you can get it in, but then taking it out and doing it again, like stabbing multiple stabs. That's, that's almost impressive to be honest. And then I Googled how old Shania Twain is. She's 57. Girl looks good. Girl looks good. Girl looks good. Oh, I mean, if you didn't already know this, aliens is real as hell. Aliens is real. Aliens is real Why as hell. Look at me. Because we <laughs> debated on your podcast episode about the alien thing. Um, there was a Las Vegas encounter where a UFO crashed in a person's backyard. There was a 911 call. And the guy, the kid, was describing like this eight to 10 foot tall human, but a not human. And I was like, they're here, bitch. They're here. Take me with you, aliens. Okay. I... Really would love that. It, I volunteer as tribute. Abduct me. Can we hang out? Your world seems a lot cooler than this one. Um, I mean, drop me back off. And if that's not an option, I guess don't take me. But like, come on, we can make it work. You, your technology is far superior to ours. Um, there's a guy sent me a screenshot of uh, the Las Vegas family captured these videos and images. They said this was walking around their backyard after its spacecraft crashed landed. Tell me your thoughts. I took these screenshots. If you want to see the video, it'll be in the comments. Yo, these aliens look, and who knows, especially with the AI shit, who, who knows? Who knows? What we need is an alien to like, we need a UFO to hover over New York City real low, okay? And just sit there for a while. And then you get aliens pop out of the top real quick to say hi. We all video it. And then we go, can we stop the debate of if they're real? Because they are. Yes. Now we can move on to a more advanced part of that equation of what does this mean? Can we hang out with them? Are they dickheads or are they nice? I'm pretty sure they're nice, but I've also heard they can. There's some aliens that aren't nice. Who knows? Who knows? Um. Before I read, before we end the episode with a, with a, a little bit of a reading from The Untethered Soul, um, it's, I've read this story before. I don't know on what podcast, probably this one a while ago, but it's Pride Month. And um, I just think this is the funniest article I've ever read. It's from the Daily Mail. What the flip? Two sexually aroused male dolphins are seen playing with an anaconda and carrying it in their mouth in a bizarre encounter captured by Amazonian researchers. 
If one of the more in one of the more bizarre scientific encounters ever, two male dolphins have been seen playing with an anaconda while sexually aroused. Researchers photographed the Bolivian river dolphins holding the unfortunate anaconda in their mouths as they swam in Bolivia's Tiamuchi River. Yeah, I said it right. But what was especially odd was that the dolphins had erect penises as they were carrying the snake, scientists reveal. The Bolivian river dolphin is a subspecies of the Amazon river dolphin. It is found in some rivers in the upper Madeira Basin. I didn't say that right, and that's okay, uh, of the Amazon. The species is considered threatened with extinction as most populations, probably because they're carrying anacondas in their mouth, as most populations are facing declines associated with overfishing, hunting, and habitat loss. The dietary habits of these species are poorly known. Uh, the Amazon river dolphin is a freshwater fish specialist consuming up to 43 fish species in, of 19 different families. Boy, they're really tearing a lot of families apart, huh? So that the same likely applies to the Bolivian river dolphin. It could have been sexually stimulating for them, said Diana Reese, a marine mammal science scientist at Hunter College. Oh, that's right by Marymount. Reese, who was not involved in the study, uh, said the anaconda could have been something to rub on. Just love that. Dolphins have sex toys too. They're just like us. It's been uh, long believed that male dolphins have sex for pleasure because some have been seen masturbating and even penetrating each other's blowholes. If I had a dick, I'd stick it in your blowhole. Ooh, that's called a callback. The huge snake was a Benny anaconda, an apex predator that reaches around 14 feet. It's semi-aquatic, but according to researchers, this particular specimen likely perished because it's... (laughs) Because its head was being held underwater for too long as the dolphin swam with it. <laughs> I don't think that the snake had a very good time, said study author Dr. Stefan Ricci at the Noel Kempf Mercado Museum of Natural History in Santa Cruz. Uh, Bolivian river dolphins usually swim below the surface, but these two kept their heads above water for an unusually long time. Surprisingly, they were very playful and remained visible on the surface uh, longer than what was typical, which is usually two to five seconds. The dolphins were swimming together in a synchronized manner with similar speed and depth. Uh, the juvenile dolphins were on the scene. Okay, there was kid. The fact that the adult river dolphins became seemingly sexually aroused as seen by their erect penises through the genital slits <laughs> during the interaction also further corroborates that this was a playful interaction. So they didn't mean to drown the snake, but they accidentally drowned the snake because they were too focused on their erect dick. I just, that's so happy bride. You know, animals can be gay. Humans can be gay. I could be gay. I don't know. Apparently I am. Um, Hi. Oh, wait. Okay. Wait, can I call you back back? Okay. I'm sorry. Call you back. Um, Yeah, I was like, that's not going to be funny for the show. That was my boyfriend. Um, (laughs) How much time are we at? Uh, Oh. You know what? I'm going to save this for next time. I'm going to save this for next time because I didn't want to go over an hour. I didn't want to go over an hour because I'm like, let's keep it short. You know, there's so many fucking podcasts out there, literally millions. Also wanted to say, stop making podcasts, guys. It's really hard because ad sales are going down. And so is the pot's getting bigger with less pennies in it. Do you know what I'm saying? So take your creative ideas and put them in the trash and leave room for us. Um, just kidding. Do whatever you want. Um, uh, guys, I'm so happy that you were here and I hope that you were so enlightened and changed as a person from, from, from this conversation and the, the, the words read 
and said, um, I appreciate you. Happy Father's Day. If you're a dad or you have a dad, I hope it's great. I hope you like him. I hope he's cool. And I hope he's your biological father. And if not, eh, you figure it out. Um, congratulations on not killing yourself. And thank you for letting me be the voice in your head. Peace out. Thank you.